A few more quick notes before we get into the podcast. Drafters.com, quickly becoming my favorite best ball platform. I absolutely love the games in the lobby, but I also love how you can customize leagues with any type of roster requirements, any type of buy-in, get your friends in those leagues. It's the coolest thing going. I've already started inviting my friends to some of these leagues, 2QB, 10 flex, just making wild requirements and playing in these best ball leagues that you can create on your own. Awesome over there. Enter the promo code PAT, P-A-T, at deposit, and you will get a 50% deposit bonus up to $100. Additionally, giving away Scott Fishbowl shirts. Go over to Rotorware, pick your favorite, leave me a rating and review, and I will start picking certain people who have left me a rating and review to win for free, free of charge, Scott Fishbowl t-shirt. I also have my name in the ring to be able to give away a spot in the Scott Fishbowl. He hasn't chosen the podcast and the, the analysts who have a spot to give away yet. I applied. That will be an upcoming contest if I'm one of the analysts picked to give away a Scott Fishbowl spot. That would be the ultimate prize, but first, rate and review, win yourself a t-shirt, and then maybe you'll be picked for a Scott Fishbowl spot if Scott picks me to give one away. Okay, let's get into the show. You are listening to The Riding NFL DFS Podcast with Pat James. Welcome, everybody, to the Ride In NFL DFS podcast. Today, the PGA DFS podcast, if you will. I am absolutely geeked up because golf is back, and I have Lee Aldrich here with me to talk some Colonial DK and betting picks. First, I have to say, Lee, you are the first person from across the pond that has ever made an appearance on the Ride In, so congratulations on being the first. Yeah, and I've also never had to do more math when – calculating a recording time either <laughs> lee hit me with the what time are you greenwich meantime and i i'll be honest i had a i had to go to google to figure out when the, the time difference in greenwich meantime and in eastern standard time was so first person from across the pond lee how's it going yeah very good thanks yeah it's even more complicated for me because i think you've got different time zones over there in, uh, yeah. in america so that's why i have to keep checking what time it is there so so that we get it right because I've done it before. I've been an hour early or an hour late. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Lee, NFL DFS is pretty much the only sport that I research and provide content for pretty much because it's my most profitable and, you know, it's really the, the one that I follow the most. Um, in the past, I've had guys on to talk different sports, MMA, et cetera. And I'll be honest, I have no clue. Like we had John Kelly on last few um, last few weeks for MMA stuff. And I don't even know, I don't know what an advance on the mat is. Like all that stuff is foreign to me. I do have to admit, PGA is my second favorite DFS sport. I play golf a few times a week and I've been playing PGA DFS for probably the last three, four, five years. So it's one that I'm most familiar with. However, I felt it would be disingenuous if I just sat on a podcast and talked about stuff 
because I have never provided content for PGA DFS. That's why you're here. Lee's stuff can be found at Fanshare Sports, um, uh, FanshareSports.com. And he is at DK Golf Bargains on Twitter. He puts out awesome stuff on Fanshare Sports and has a great track record on all the DFS sites uh, to, to prove his worth. So the first thing I want to talk about, Lee, is the course, right? We have Colonial. We're in Texas. Uh, this course, if you could speak to any prudent information about the course, is it a bomber's course? Is it an accuracy course? You know, the greens. Um, and, and what kind of stats are we looking at here for Colonial? Yeah, so, so Colonial is a, a, a par 70. Um, so, and it's 7,200 yards. So, so the first thing to notice is that there's uh, not as many par fives as there normally are. Um, so that kind of takes away a bit of an advantage for the, uh, for the bombers. Not to say that a bomber can't do well here because you find a lot of the top players that do hit it furthest also have the best wedge games and the best approach games. So um, you, you shouldn't overlook any bombers just because it, it is a par 70. But it does give some of the other guys a, uh, a chance at some of those that don't hit it as far. Um, good example of that is Zach Johnson, who has two wins here, who, who wouldn't be considered a, uh, a bomber. Um, well, like I say, it doesn't mean to say that a bomber can't do well here. Um, greens wise it's uh, bent grass greens um, and they, they normally always play fast as well um, so uh, one of the key stats for me to look at this week is shots gained put in on fast bent grass greens um, because that's going to make a real difference I think everyone's going to come in rusty so the uh, the long games probably aren't going to be as good as they normally are but there's no excuse for the putting not to be as good so I think there's going to be a real advantage looking at the um, shots gained putting on fast bent grass um, this week. Uh, hitting fairways is generally difficult here at Colonial however the uh, the rough isn't mega long it, it's nothing to be concerned about so even if the golfers are missing the, uh, the fairways they're not going to get into an awful lot of trouble um, in, in the rough. Um, so yeah, accuracy plays plays a little part um, this week. Um, but he, again, the uh, the bombers aren't going to be affected if if they are missing fairways because uh, they're going to have shorter approaches in. So it's going to be easier to hit an iron iron out of this rough um, than it, than it would be a uh, a four iron. So so yeah, so it, it suits all sorts really. There's um, the another key stat that I'll be paying attention to this week in lieu of the fact that we've had such a long layoff, so we don't know how anybody's really going to perform. We don't know if they've been grinding during the weeks off. We don't know if they've been resting. Um, so uh, the course suitability ranking that we've got on the uh, Fanshare um, site uh, is, is going to be particularly important this week um, because the players that are most suited to the course are going to have a, a slight advantage uh, over the others this week. I believe that the fansharesports.com tools are free for this week. Um, so definitely go over there and check out exactly what Lee is talking about, the course suitability rankings. So Lee, so we talked about key stats. Um, I mean, we're in unprecedented times, right? This We've never come off a 10-week infectious disease layoff right in the middle of the heart of PGA uh, DFS season. So how... 
you know, how are you going to incorporate key stats, recent form, course history, uh, as compared to a normal week when you're weighting them when picking your your favorite golfers this week? Yeah, so I, I think the obvious thing is um, is recent form is is going to be a non-entity this week. Um, but I, I will be looking at form in 2020 um, before the layoff. I'm going to be using that as um, as my form for this week. So so I think uh, it's quite important not to completely throw form out of the window. So, so I'm going to go with the form in 2020 because uh, some players were playing excellent golf and there's no reason why that should stop just because there's been no competitions for uh, for 10 weeks or so. Um, and Shots gained putting uh, on these fast bank grass greens is, is going to be important as well. But we, we don't know what's going to happen this week. We don't know what the players have been up to um, during the uh, the layoff. And I think for some of the players, uh, the layoff is, is going to have been a good thing. Um, those who are struggling mentally, those who are struggling with their game, it just gives them a chance for a fresh start. They, they can start all over again. So... Brooks with his injuries, Jason Day with his injuries. Uh, hopefully they've rested and and they're back uh, injury free. And then players who haven't been playing well, like Spieth and Zach Johnson, um, whether it was mental, whether it was something to do with the game, he gives them a fresh start. So so they can come back, they can start again. So for some players, it, it's going to be a real uh, a real positive this week. So as far as lineup construction goes. Uh, as as you've been evaluating the slate, do you think that there is enough value for a stars and scrubs approach, or do you think you're going to go like a more balanced or a more like barbell? A lot of times, you know, you can only get one superstar in. Um, how do you see your lineups in particular shaking out this week? Well, I think normally I would have said um, in this situation I would have gone for a balanced lineup. Uh, a, a lot of balanced lineups, but the one reason why I won't just be going for the balanced lineups is because I do really like Rory McIlroy um, this week, d- despite his high price and the fact that he's eight hundred dollars more than uh, second place John Rahm. Um, I do actually think that Rory is is going to win this week, so because of that, I'm going to be playing a lot of Rory which means uh, I am going to have to go uh, stars and scrubs as well. Uh, there's no right or wrong answer this week. Nobody knows what's going to happen. So I wouldn't stick to stars and scrubs and, and I wouldn't stick purely to uh, balance lineups. I'd, I'd just be going for, for whatever this week. Just this week, because there's so much uncertainty, it's almost just about having fun this week, just enjoying yeah. the return of um, PGA golf, the return of PGA DraftKings and, not getting carried away and, and just having a bit of fun. So so don't worry too much about your lineups this week. Just get your favorite players in there and, and see how it goes. Right. So, and for the listeners that haven't really played PGA DFS or maybe aren't too familiar with it that are coming in, um, listening to this podcast, you know, trying to get their first crack at it or want to get serious this week. One of the important things uh, to, to realize about PGA DFS is there's a ton of variance involved, right? So even the best golfers in the world miss some cuts and could leave you with very little DraftKings points. And that's very different from, you know, the NFL or from, from the NBA where most of those star guys are at least going to get you some type of floor. So in terms of ownership and variance in PGA, 
uh, are there any players in this field whose ownership you are worried about? And really I'm tying these two things in, variance and ownership, because a lot of times the most highly owned guys end up being decent fades because of that variance and the fact that, you know, on any given week they could miss the cut and only get you like 20 DraftKings points. So are there any guys that you think are going to be high owned that you are somewhat um, afraid of this week? Well, because of the strength of the field, um, I don't think any player is going to be too highly owned that you need to worry too much about it. Um, there's plenty of options available in, in every range. So, so there's no reason why anybody should be uh, ridiculously high. Um, one thing I will be doing, though, is keeping tabs on the Fanshare uh, Pro Dashboard, just seeing the uh, projected ownerships as they change throughout the week as, as more players get tagged by, by experts and their ownership rises. If there's anybody who is going to be looking at 25-30% ownership, then I'll, I'll probably fade them this week. Um, because there is going to be that variance with them not having played. So so we don't know how players are going to come out and how they are going to play. So I don't want a 30% owned guy this week. Um, I can't see it happening. If it is going to happen, uh, I think it's going to be Jordan Spieth, um, mm -hmm. just because he's priced up so low compared to his course form and in his core suitability this week. Um, I think a lot of people will be playing him at, at 8,000. Uh, I can see um, Justin Rose possibly getting quite a lot of ownership and Jason Day as well, which I'm I'm hoping he doesn't because uh, he's one of my favourite plays this week, Jason Day. Um, so I'm hoping he doesn't. But there, there's yeah, there's probably only two or three that, that are going to be fairly high owned. Again, a, a good strategy when it comes to uh, PGA golf. Any of the lesser priced players, so so any players that are kind of below seven thousand five hundred, if they're looking at becoming high owned or, or projected to be high owned, you're probably better off fading them because these players are the players that are most likely to miss the cut. So you you don't really want uh, to be playing a player that isn't going to gain you much at, at twenty percent ownership um, that's priced that low down because there is a chance that they will miss the cut and and then you're not going to do very well on, unless you get 66 through right and just to put that into perspective if a player is going to be 20 percent owned and they are a player that's in the 10k range then you know the chalk in, in pga the odds of a, of a player winning a golf tournament and returning value at that high salary basically you know a lot of times players have odds to win a golf tournament that are you know maybe eight percent when you work out the number maybe seven percent so when they're quadrupling their their ownership you have to really take a long look at, at those players so let's get into the first group I want to talk about small group are the over 10k players and how you're attacking that obviously you already mentioned Rory McIlroy, he's number one in DK points over the last 50 rounds. He's actually number one in a, a plethora of strokes gained statistics. He's just in great form. We know that he's played. We, we watched the charity event a few weeks ago, and um, you mentioned that you think he is going to outright win this tournament. So just uh, we have Rory McIlroy at, at 11,800, John Rahm at 11,000. Justin Thomas at 10-6, and Bryson DeChambeau at 10-1. Those are the only four players over 10K 
is it safe to say that most of your exposure is going to be uh, to Roy or McElroy in that 10K plus category? Yeah, it will. However, I don't want too much ownership of, of any player this week just because of the variance of the uh, situation. Um, so I am going to play a bit of Rahm and a bit of Thomas as well. Um, but mainly uh, McElroy. I mean, he, he ranks fourth in 2020 for opportunities gained, second for shots gained, um, T-screen in 2020. And we've got him ranked fourth in our course suitability ranking. So the stats point towards him uh, him having a very good week this week. Um, but then John Rahm and, and Justin Thomas both have a lot going for them as well. Um, so I've got no problem with, with people playing those two and, and I'll be playing a bit of them. Uh, Justin Thomas ranks first for opportunities gained tee to green in 2020 and fourth for um, shots gained uh, tee to green, uh, first for opportunities gained. Um, so he's playing fantastic golf as well. Uh, and then you've got John Rahm, who's very well suited to this course. Um, we've, we've seen that in the past. And he ranked 14th for shots gained to green. And he's probably the, the best putter of the three. In fact, statistically, he is the best uh, putter of the uh, three, ranking 25th in the field this week for shots gained putting. So there's something to be said for, for all three of them. The reason I say all three of them is, is because I don't actually like Bryson. Deschambeau this week, uh, uh, 10,100. I, I won't be playing any uh, Deschambeau this week. Yeah, he hasn't um, been great. Um, 38th in DraftKings points over his last 50 rounds. And just, you know, not in the best form. Not And we said, you know, variance in form because they've had a layoff, but um, that's pretty pricey for, for Bryson at 10K plus there. Now, in the 9K range, I think, is where a lot of people are going to you know, plant their flag. And there's enough names in the 9K range where if you nail who the, the golfer is that finishes atop the leaderboard or the two golfers that finish atop the leaderboard in this 9K range, I think you're going to have yourself some really solid lineups. Now, in this range is someone uh, that I basically bake into my budget for the month like a utility, like the grocery bill. And that's Ricky Fowler because I bet on him almost every tournament that he's in and it hasn't worked out a ton over the course of the last few years. Uh, but he's gotten me a few paydays, uh, but I just love Ricky Fowler. And I just want to let everybody know that anything I say about Fowler is basically rooted in bias and not in any type of uh, strokes gain statistic. So in the nine K range, Webb Simpson, 9,800 Brooks Kepka, Xander Shoffley, Dustin Johnson, Ricky Fowler, Sung J.M., Patrick Reed, Colin Marikawa, and someone you already mentioned, Justin Rose, rounds it out at 9K. I read those off in descending order. So Webb Simpson is the most expensive in that range. And Colin uh, Morikawa and Justin Rose are the least expensive. Um, so in that range, who are your targets? Yeah, so you're right. It's, that range is absolutely loaded. And you can make a case for playing any of them. However, you're going to have to plant your flag somewhere um so there's four guys um in this range that i'll be playing this week and that's uh brooks kepka uh 9700 zander chauffle at 9600 dustin johnson 9500 and ricky fowler at 9400 um ricky fowler um just adding to to what you said about ricky fowler is he actually ranks first in the field this week for shots gained putting 
on fast uh, bent grass greens. Um, so if he is getting the ball onto the greens, he's got an excellent chance of uh, of making some putts this week. Um, so that's why I like Fowler this week. Uh, Dustin Johnson at 9,500. I don't think Dustin should ever be priced up um, below 10,000. He's just a fantastic player. Uh, he's not playing as bad as people think this year. He, he still ranks 12th for uh, opportunities gained uh, in the field this week. And we've got him ranked ninth in our course suitability um, guide. So I can see him bouncing back in a big way this week. Uh, Xander is a uh, fantastic putter on fast bent grass greens. He ranks sixth in the field this week uh, for shots gained putting and uh, seventh for shots gained tee screen in 2020. Um, so he's playing well. He puts well on these greens. Um, so yeah, I like those three. And then Brooks, uh, Kepka at 9,700. I think it's been a fantastic time for him to have to take a 10-week uh, break. He's, uh, he's had injuries. He's probably been more injured than he's let on. So hopefully for these 10 weeks, he has been resting. I mean, it looks like he probably has. I, I haven't seen any videos of him hitting balls or, or anything like that. So hopefully he comes back in fully refreshed, uh, injury-free. And if he does, at uh, 9,700, if he is all those things, um, then this course is going to suit him. We've got him ranked fifth in our course suitability ranking. So if he is refreshed and injury-free, um, he could make a mockery of the uh, 9,700 price tag he is this week. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are going to look at his uh, most recent results and know that he was struggling a little bit. So, I mean, if there was if there was ever a player to get in on the ground floor ownership-wise, I mean, a world-class player, tops of the uh, world golf rankings, you know, has had tremendous success in the last few years winning majors. And he might come off as one of the lowest-owned players uh, above 9,000 this week. Really sharp play there, I think, to get Brooks in your lineup, especially if you, you can, you know, confirm that he's going to be one of the lower or play, lower owned players in that area. And then Ricky Fowler. I mean, you brought up a really good point. No one putts better than Ricky. And if you're going to wait putting this week, uh, it, it, it's, it's the week to go after Fowler because he is an absolute dynamite putter. It's probably the strongest part of his game. He's saved a lot of rounds um, by draining some long putts in the past. In the 8K range, we have Mark Leishman at 8,900. And then from there descending, it goes Gary Woodland, Tony Finau, Shane Lowry, Matt Kuchar, Scotty Scheffler, Jason Day, Matt Fitzpatrick, Louis Oosthuizen, and Jordan Spieth, someone that you've already mentioned. So who are we targeting in that range, the 8 to 9K range? So yeah, there's three players that I'm targeting um, in this range. Um, I would have liked to have played a bit of speed for 8,000, but I, I think he's going to be too high owned. Um, so I'm not going to be taking a chance on a high owned Jordan Spieth uh, this week. But I will be playing uh, a lot of Jason Day um, at 8,300. Uh, again, another player that really needed this break um he's he's had a lot of injuries so hopefully he's been resting as well and hopefully he's injury free um coming back into uh the restart of the pga um 
He, uh, another great player like Ricky Fowler on these fast bank fast greens. He ranks uh, third in the uh, field this week for um, strokes game put in on uh, bent grass greens. And we've got ranked second in our course suitability ranking. So uh, the course will suit, the greens will suit. Uh, we just need him to come back uh, injury-free and refreshed and, uh, and playing good golf. And if he does, he's, he's another player that's uh, cracking value at 8,300. And then the uh, other two guys that I like in this range is uh, Tony Finau uh, at 8,700. Uh, he's now finished top 35 in all four of the events he's played here at Colonial, including the second place finish last year. Uh, ranked seventh in the field this week, shots gained tee to screen in 2020. Uh, and he's a decent player on uh, these fast bent grass greens, ranked 32nd, shots gained put in. And he's actually got six top 10 finishes um, in his last six events. Um, so a lot to be said about um, Tony Finau this week. And then Gary Woodland, um, he hasn't actually played at Colonial since 2014. Um, but we do have him ranked 28th in our course suitability ranking. So, so the course should suit his recent game. Obviously, he's a player that's improved a lot since 2014. So uh, it should suit his more recent game. Uh, ranked 18th for shots gained tee to green this year. And uh, 14th for opportunities gained. Uh, and he comes in off the back of... Um, back-to-back uh, -to -back top 12 finishes. Um, so, yeah, a lot to be said about Gary Woodland this week as well. Yeah, so I am looking at FantasyNational.com's um, strokes gain statistics and DraftKings point statistics, and those guys definitely jump out to me. Um, you know, Woodland, great uh, DraftKings points, uh, last 50 rounds. He's another guy that I love. I just love you know, his story, you know, his struggles, how he got to where he is. And, you know, finally getting over the hump um, last year was awesome. I, I really like him. I, I've, during quarantine, his um, interview with, uh, who was it? Who's the guy from over your way that uh, does the one-on-one -on -one sit downs on the golf channel? I don't know. Cause we don't get the golf channel over here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Faldo? Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't Nick Faldo. Uh, his name's escaping me. He's got, I can't, I can see his face right in front of me. He's got like the long salt and pepper hair and the goatee. A lot of times he's on the broadcast too. Um, I don't know. Maybe it is Nick Faldo. I don't know. Uh, but he had like a, a re-airing sit down one-on-one -on -one interview with him. Uh, over and over that I watched about 16 times while I was quarantined. And I just love Gary Woodland. So uh, in the 8K range, I want to stay there. I think we're going to see a lot of ownership on Scotty Scheffler, a relative unknown, uh, but he ranks fifth in DK points over his last 50 rounds, has a lot of, um, you know, if, you, if, if people are going to go on to these websites that have all these strokes gain statistics and, and sort by, um, you know, total strokes gained or strokes gained tee to green, strokes gained uh, off the tee, even putting it around the green, um, for the most part, you know, maybe not so much putting, but Scheffler pops. And he's going to be, you know, if someone quote unquote creates a model with these statistics, Scheffler is going to pop in these, in these lineups and be there a lot. I think with Spieth, he's going to be 
someone who is in a ton of lineups. Do you have any thoughts on Scheffler? Yeah, he's clearly playing um, really good golf at the minute. He, he, he ranks 11th for shots gained tee screen um, in 2020 in the field this week. So undoubtedly, he's playing great golf. And the only trouble with Scheffler is he's not played enough rounds on the uh, PGA Tour for us to be able to get a uh, course suitability ranking for him. But that said, as, as I've always said, if, if a player is hitting fairways and, and they're hitting greens, it doesn't matter where they play. They're, they're going to score well. And he certainly is playing well. So, yeah, there's absolutely no reason not to play him this week. All right. So, let's, let me just pull up the 7K range here. So, in the 7K range, we have, you know, there's some, some familiar names in the 7K range um, and, and, like, some recent – uh, guys that have gained some popularity among the, the PGA DFS Twitter crowd. So we have Victor Hovland, obviously, you know, rookie year on the PGA Tour was pretty solid one. He and Matthew Wolf, teammates um, at Oklahoma State. So I think, you know, a lot of people that know about golf uh, probably have an eye on him. Then you have uh, going down, obviously, Brant Snedeker, Daniel Berger, Kevin Kisner, former champion here, Kevin Na, Joel, da uh, Joel Damon. Max Homa is another one that's kind of gained some popularity uh, on social media. Then we have Harris English, Joaquin Neiman, Matthew Wolf, as I mentioned. Uh, this, is a big, this is a big range here. Billy Horschel, Ben Ahn, Ryan Palmer, um, who actually is a member at this course, Ian Poulter, uh, Christian Bezudahut, uh, Adam Hadwin, Phil Mickelson, Cameron Smith, Abraham Anser, Maverick McNeely, Brian Harmon, Rory Sabatini, Danny Lee, Ryan Moore, Jason Kokrak, Russell Knox. I actually did not, before I started, when I sent you the show notes, if I knew this, I probably would have broken it down to uh, above 7,500 and above yeah, 7K. Yeah, two ranges there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. man. Uh, <laughs> Eric, Eric Van Royen, Tom... Tom Hoagie, Corey Connors, Brendan Grace, Jim Furyk, Ches Reavy, Keegan Bradley, uh, Emiliano Grillo, Brendan Steele, Sebastian Muniz, JT Poston, Harry Higgs, Alexander Noren, Taylor Gooch, Charlie Hoffman, and Jason Duffner and Graham McDowell. So one of the things I do have to mention here is if you're sorting by course history here, this is one of the strongest fields it's the strongest field in the colonial in colonials history probably 30 to 40 percent of these top players would would not be here if it wasn't the the first tournament in, in almost three months so one thing like when you see a guy like kevin now won here um or jordan Spieth has had a ton of success here um one of the things to keep in mind is that there are a ton of really good golfers here that it wouldn't, the field wouldn't be so strongly concentrated any other year. Um, with that said, and I know that, uh, you know, I kind of didn't really, I didn't realize that there was like 40 golfers in the 7K range, Lee, but who are your favorite from that range? <laughs> well, I won't go through them all, uh, <laughs> otherwise we'll be here all night. But uh, I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll mention a few that, that do stand out okay. um, for me. So, uh, Harris English, uh, 7,500. 
Uh, very good uh, putter on uh, fast paint grass greens. He ranks 11th in the field this week. Shots gained put in on fast paint grass. And uh, he ranks 11th in the field this week for shots gained uh, tee to green. Um, so there's a lot going for uh, English this week. Um, also, uh, Joaquin Neiman. We've got him third in our core suitability ranking. Uh, he ranks fourth for opportunities gained in 2020 and 23rd for shots gained tee to green in 2020. Um, Danny Lee uh, at 7,200. Uh, he's a, another good putter on fast bent grass, ranks 30th uh, in the field this week. Um, we've got him ranked 25th in our course suitability ranking. And he also ranks 36 for shots gained uh, tee screen as well in 2020. Uh, and he's had, he's had a, a bit of success here before as well at Colonial. Uh, and then the uh, player who ranks first in our core suitability ranking this week on uh, Fanshare Sports is in this range. And it's actually uh, Sebastian Munoz at uh, 7,000. Um, so I'm expecting big things from him this week at this course all, all being well with his game and if he's kept injury free over this period and he's actually playing really good golf at the minute as well ranking 22nd for shots gained tee to green in 2020 and third for opportunities gained Wow I did not expect to hear Sebastian Muna has come out of your mouth on this podcast but yeah. I'm, glad it, I'm glad it did I'm glad it did because he will be uh He'll be entered into my player pool for sure. Um, you mentioned you mentioned Harris English. I have to add, uh, as far as course history goes, he is, and I know I just mentioned that puts a ton of weight into this, but it's something to note. He is first in strokes game putting in this field in the last 50 rounds at uh, at Colonial. So that's that's huge. And you mentioned he's a really good putter. That goes to show that the stats back it up. It's specifically at Colonial, he's first. Um, if you go back 50 rounds. Now, that only is two tournaments for him because uh, obviously uh, it's not 50 rounds at, at Colonial, but he still definitely pops. Um, one thing that I, I heard, uh, I believe it was Rick Gaiman say um, about Ryan Palmer. Uh, Palmer, as I, I mentioned, he's Palmer's a member here, so he's played this course more often. And Rick pulled up a quote that said, Palmer said he really doesn't feel like he has an advantage being a member here because when he normally plays the course, you know, he and whoever his playing partner is are the only ones on the course. Um, there isn't grandstands and millions of or thousands of people lining the fairway, which, you know, that he said in the past has kind of messed with his eye for the course as he normally plays it. Well, lucky for Ryan Palmer this week, there won't be any fans or grandstands um, on the course. So maybe this week is the week for him to place high at Colonial because it's going to look exactly like it does when he normally plays it, uh, you know, in the off season or, you know, when he just has a week off, et cetera. Do you, do you put any merit behind the fact that Palmer could have an advantage on his home course, uh, you know, without fans? Yeah, and it's really interesting, isn't it? The the mental side of the game and, and the way he says it, it doesn't suit his eye when there is all the infrastructure around. So it is going to be really interesting to see how he plays this week. Uh, it's almost going to feel like a uh, just a fun round with his mates um, this week. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that does affect the mental side and how that does affect his performance. Um, he's actually playing fairly well as well. 
this year or up until the uh, layoff. He, he ranks ninth in the field this week for opportunities gained in 2020. Only thing that concerns me a bit is um, his putting on uh, on Ben Grass. Mm-hmm. You, you think we'd be in a member here, he, he would put a bit better, but he, he actually only ranks 98 for shots gained putting on fast bent grass greens. So I can see him playing extremely well. Probably the best golf he's played at Colonial uh, this week from tee to green. It's just all going to come down to how well uh, how well he puts. Yeah, I think I'm going to have a little bit of him just in case. You know, when I'm playing at my home course and I find that groove, I feel like, and my groove is like, you know, shooting. 10 over par, not nothing, nothing, nothing very good. Um, but, uh, you know, you just, you kind of block everything out and you, you know, the ins and outs of the course, et cetera, you know exactly where to, where to stop the ball and things like that. Yeah. It's a huge, so, huge advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So the 6k range is just as big as the 7k range. So instead of reading off names like Scotty Cameron and, uh, you know, Tom Lewis and Jazzy J. I'm just going to let you uh, get right into your favorite 6K players. Okay, yeah. So, um, Zach Johnston, um, 6,800. His form recently has been poor. He's been pretty dreadful. Um, So, I'm hoping he's one of these players that is going to benefit from the layoff. Um, I, I hope he comes back refreshed with a fresh start and starts playing uh, good golf again, because if he does, he absolutely loves playing here at Colonial. He's had two wins, uh, a third and a fourth here at Colonial, uh, and he's an extremely good putter on these greens, uh, ranking second in the field uh, this week, shots gained uh, put in, so he could be a, a real um, surprise this week, having come back from this uh, this 10 weeks or so without uh, any golf. So hopefully he sorted his uh, game out and he can go really well this week. Um, Then other players that I like uh, this week uh, in in this range um, is Nick Watney, uh, 6,700. In 2020, up until the layoff, he was uh, ranked seventh for opportunities gained. Um, So he's, he's, giving himself opportunities, so he just needs to take a few opportunities. Uh, Chris Kirk, uh, who I believe is a, is a local lad uh, to this area, um, and he's a very good putter on these greens, ranks 11th in the field. The shots gained uh, putting on fast bent grass greens. Uh, he's up at 6,700. Uh, Cameron Champ at 6,600 was playing brilliant golf um, just before the break. Uh, ranking 16th for shots gained tee to green uh, in 2020 and 8th for opportunities gained. Um, and then a couple right down at the bottom. If, if you are going stars and scrubs this week, if you do want two of the big names in your lineups, it, it probably is doable uh, this week. There, there's a bit of risk in it, but you probably could get away with, with playing two of those uh, top three this week. If you want to load up Steve Stricker uh, down at 6,200. It's uh, the course is really going to suit him um, this week. Um, so he's got a chance uh, down at 6,200 to, to make the cut. And then there's a player right down at the very bottom at 6,000 that I think has got an excellent chance 
or, or rather a good chance at making the uh, the cut this week uh, at 6,000. And that is uh, Chad Campbell, who uh, actually ranks 34th uh, for opportunities gained in uh, 2020. Um, so um, we've got him ranked at 54th in our course suitability guide as well, which doesn't sound very high, but when you're considering all the players that they're all playing this week and he's right down at 6,000, um, I think he's got a sneaky chance at making the cut uh, at 6,000, which obviously opens up a lot of opportunities uh, up at the top if you uh, load him into your lineups this week. Yeah, he's number seven in strokes gained approach at Colonial in his over the last 50 rounds as well. So that's another great pick. Um, Lee, as for betting, right? So we, we went through the, the DraftKings pricing. You gave us a host of players to keep an eye out for and target. If I'm going to the sportsbook this weekend, actually, I could go to the sportsbook right now. I've usually used DraftKings or FanDuel Sportsbook on the phone. Who are you most confident in winning the tournament? Meaning, you know, who's your, you know, favorite or, you know, the odds you think are are good for that person to win the tournament and then give us a long shot as well. So if if you're asking me to, to pick any of the players who I think is going to win this week, it's Rory McIlroy. However, I, I won't be uh, betting on Rory McIlroy this week because there's so much unknown going into this week. So many variables and uh, his price is, is too low. So he's a player I think he's going to win, but I won't be uh, backing him at that price. But there are some bets um, that I will be having this week, uh, a lot that, that are already on. Um, so Tony Fee now at 40 to 1. Um, we went over all, all the reasons we like Tony Fee now. So we, when I'm quoting the odds, it's um, there's a, a website called oddschecker.com. And it basically tells you what price each bookmaker is offering in that market. Mm-hmm. So you can pick out uh, the highest price and you know where to go to get that highest price. So Tony Finau, 40 to 1. Uh, Gary Woodland, at 45 to 1. Um, we spoke about both of them. Uh, and then Jason Dea, I think, is a massive price at uh, 66 to 1. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of 66 to 1 left. Uh, there are a few bookmakers still at 66 to 1, but I've seen... Uh, them dropping the prices, so he's generally around 50 to 1. I, I think the 66 to 1 won't last very much longer, but I think Jason Day, if he does come back refreshed, he's he's got an excellent chance of winning this week. This course really suits him, uh, and he should put really well here. So I think 66 to 1 for Jason Day is, is probably one of the best bets of the week if you do want to have a bet. Um, and then a couple of outsiders um, is... Adam Hadwin, uh, available at 125 to 1. Uh, he ranks 23rd for shots gained to screen in 2020. Uh, he's one of the best putters in this field on fast bent grass greens, ranking 8th in the uh, field this week. Uh, ranks 42nd in our course uh, suitability ranking. Uh, he's had a 5th place finish here previously. Uh, and he's actually only missed one cut in his last uh, 10 events. So I think that's a massive price. If if you can still get um, 125 to 1 for Adam Hadwin, there's a lot uh, going for him this week. Uh, and then the final um, outsider is Zach Johnson, who I've seen uh, available at 100, 175 to 1. Uh, and we went into all the reasons uh, to like Zach Johnson, two-time winner here at Colonial. 
uh, major winner. Um, so if if he sorted his game out over this uh, layoff, then um, that's just going to be a huge price for uh, for Zach Johnson at 175 to one. Nice. I will be tailing all those, if maybe just a little bit, uh, on those 175 to ones. I mean, I'm I'm always a guy that backed Adam Hadwin. He had a stretch a few years ago where he was on fire. Um, you know, uh, he plays well at the RBC in in Canada. He's a he's a Canadian, and he was, as you mentioned, always a really good, really good putter. Uh, and he's someone that I always that always seems to find my lineup because he always seems to be a little bit underpriced. Two guys that I'm going to just throw out there um, as, you know, maybe DraftKings plays that you didn't mention. Um, Pat Perez, uh, he's, he always seems like a guy that's in my lineup as well. He can get hot. He can play well. And also um, Johnny Vegas, I think. We've seen him flash as well, and his stats kind of line up pretty good with this course. And I'm no expert. I've not really had much um, success in DraftKings, PGA. Uh, betting is a different story, but, um, you know, those are just two guys that popped out to me. Vegas is 15 strokes gained in this field at colonial he's also seventh in dk points um pretty much everywhere you look if you if you load up the the strokes game stats at fantasy national johnny vegas pops but that will do it for this edition of the nfl dfs podcast but really the the ride in pga today dfs podcast go follow lee aldrich on twitter at dk golf bargains uh really good stuff make sure you look up all of this stuff at FanshareSports.com as well, free for this weekend and potentially beyond. I think maybe till the end. I think it's free. Yeah, free till uh, June 30th uh, at the minute. So great opportunity to check out all the tools there. There's lineup generators. You can do it AM waves, PM waves. It's it's fantastic. There's so much content and tools on there. It's well worth checking out whilst it's uh, free. Yeah, seconded. Get over there and check it all out. Lee, thank you for joining the Ride in NFL DFS podcast. I would love to have you back in the future. Take care. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. You are listening to the Ride in NFL DFS podcast with Pat James.